Hey everyone, welcome back to One Shot at a Time, a D&D podcast where we take a random prompt and turn it into a one-shot adventure. I'm your forever DM, Daniel Locke. And, hi, I'm Daniel Lee, big fan of the show, so, such an honor to be here, so happy to finally meet you. Okay, man, it's not like we've done 10 episodes together, <laughs> but thank you for being such a fan. Do you say you're the biggest fan of the show? Yeah, I mean, I just love anything that I'm in, so, <laughs> anything Damn. I'm associated with. Yeah, hey, man, it's important to have some self-love in there, right? Right, right. All right. That's what that is. Yeah, totally. Not egotistical narcissism. <laughs> hey, man, it's cool. It's cool. All right. As usual, we take a random prompt. We turn into a one-shot adventure. Today, I have the prompt. All right. Uh, because it's October, and our last episode was somewhat Halloween-themed, I'd say, okay. I figured we might as well continue with that trend for the rest of the month. Right. So, so the obvious logical next step would be Thanksgiving. Yes, of course. So just overeating and food and turkey, which okay, maybe that's the next one. But sure. for this one, we're still in October, so we'll keep uh-huh. it with the Halloween theme. Okay. Um, whatever Halloween brings to us. For me, in particular, one of the shows I always like watching around Halloween is mm-hmm. Over the Garden Wall. Have you ever seen that show, Daniel? No, I think you've told me about it. Okay, it's really good. It's I think one of the lead voice actors is Elijah Wood, the guy who plays Frodo from Lord oh, of the Rings. Oh, yeah. Okay. This particular show is about two boys who essentially get wizard of the oz okay they get ozzed yeah they get oz i don't know that's probably not a adjective or a noun or a verb it sounds like something you would say in australia yeah you got oz <laughs> oh you got oz mate <laughs> yeah but these two boys essentially get uh, sucked into a magical world they're lost and they're trying to get home that's kind of the premise of the story and they go through like different uh adventures on each episode like they'll run into like a town where they're all skeletons but they all wear pumpkins on their head and mm, that's like, spooky yeah it's pretty wait spooky. is the whole show halloween themed in a way i, I or is it just kind of like vaguely spooky i think it's vaguely spooky. no no i would say it's halloween themed because later on you learn like what the kids were doing beforehand was they were at a halloween party okay um and then they got sucked into this world because spoiler alert for uh-huh. anyone who hasn't seen this cartoon which by now it's been out forever so you right. should have so it's not really my fault but okay tony stark dies so <laughs> bro now we have to do another spoiler tag <laughs> but yeah um spoiler for the end of the show it turns out that the two boys were actually knocked unconscious and near death and they were kind of like put into limbo is what happened to them okay so i wanted to do something with that story thematic and turn that into a one-shot adventure, and try to, like, this time probably iron out something that we could give them to work with in that vein. Like, something that, like, a DM maybe would be able to use if they were to read it right away. Okay. Yeah, because I think, premise and setting-wise, this show gives everything to us. We just have to craft shit to do, I guess. Gotcha, okay. Mm -hmm. Isn't it kind of funny how another word for purgatory is being in limbo, and technically, like, the hardest you can ever limbo is when you're unconscious, because that's the (laughs) lowest a human could possibly go. Holy cow, my mind's blown, you're right. That's why they they call it that. That's why they call it being in limbo. Is Yeah, yeah, because you're in the ultimate state of limboing. (laughs) Dang. Anyways, yeah. um, Okay, that sounds cool. Okay, I have two questions. Sure. First one is, um, what is the titular garden wall? The titular garden wall? Yeah. Is there a garden wall in the show? Uh, I guess technically there's a wall in the show. Was it, best of, was it the best of walls? It was the worst of walls? <laughs> and at the end of the show, it was truly an over the garden wall? Damn, that's so big brand. I don't know. Like now I'm like psychoanalyzing yeah, the show in my I'm head. I'm very good at writing, if you can't tell. <laughs> I do callbacks a lot. Damn. Is there a garden wall? Like what, what, what does that mean? So the, that's the title of the show, Over the Garden Wall. Right. And but is that, does that reference something? 
I mean, are like, are you saying like at some point they're just like, oh, we're going over the garden uh, right? Well, I mean, show? yeah, well, because like, what's the significance, right? This might be something for someone who has like better armchair theory about the show, but I know at one point near the end of the series, uh-huh. you see the two kids like trying to run away from the cops. Oh uh, shit! Okay, yeah, like it's not actually as extreme. The cops are just messing with them. They're like, "Oh, hey, you kids, stop oh, messing around." Okay. Just kidding. It's Halloween. Have fun, guys. Uh, but they don't know that. I see. I see. Yeah, because they're carrying so much cocaine in their pockets. <laughs> exactly. Um, that's the you that it's candy, but for you know PG purposes, cocaine. Right. And they were at <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> just so the parents won't be offended, they made it cocaine. Yeah, like Sanji's cigarettes. Like it's not a cigarette. It's a lollipop. Oh. Yeah, four kids. That right. Shit. Right. Wait. Is it originally, he, the guy from One Piece originally is, like, smoking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they just refer to it as they a lollipop? Actually, yeah, they edit it so it's a lollipop every time oh, he takes it out. Oh, no way. Yeah. That's really funny. When they came to America, because they didn't want to promote smoking. Right, right, right. Americans wanted to promote smoking? When yeah. did that ever happen? Oh, yeah, right. It was during the phase where everyone's like, no smoking. Yeah, no, that is, abs- yeah, that's the, yeah, that's a good move. Yeah. I respect that. Fair. And, you know, lollipops are delicious. I actually... Like, this is a weird personal story, but, like, because I saw that, I'd, like, start eating lollipops all the time. It's like, oh, that's so Really? Cool. Okay, so maybe it wasn't, like, a, man, we should not promote smoking. It was more like a, we're sponsored by this lollipop company. Yeah, we're, we're pos- sponsored by... Tootsie Pop? What is that? Dum-dums? You know, is it Dum-dums? Where, when you go to arcades, there's, like, um, machines that you put a quarter in and Oh, the claw out. machines? And no, no, pick- it's like a... Wait, is it a claw machine? Or is... I thought it was, like, a, um, like, sort of like a gumball machine, but it just was filled with lollipops uh oh yeah yeah i remember eating i remember getting one of those at like seafood gourmet our little dim sum restaurant oh they used to be yeah there. is so but is that dum-dums i don't think they're dum-dums i think those were tootsie pops because they were much larger no 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 no. it wasn't tootsie pops it was like some other brand it was it's like something that you can't really buy in so anyways this is this a jolly rancher one maybe so <laughs> such an inconsequential tangent so clearly we're including candy in this story so yeah well, i mean it's halloween right yeah, so yeah. That makes sense so that makes sense okay um anyways so so it's not really apparent why it's called over the garden wall if i looked it up on the wiki right now would there be like it's refers to it, it might be like a metaphorical garden wall that the child has to climb into like adulthood and break away, but oh, I don't know. Okay, no, that I, sounds right. Yeah, like this is me just like guessing from having not watched the show for a year. Yeah, but I don't really know exactly what over the garden wall stands for. But like as far as like the title, yeah. And I don't want to dig into it anymore. I just know at one point, okay. the two kids climb over a wall. Yeah, and and there's probably a garden in the show also. Yeah, okay, that or, makes there's sense. There's a graveyard. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, isn't a garden kind of just like a graveyard for plants no it's not it's the opposite yeah it's the opposite yeah it's supposed to live yeah well there's probably a lot of like dead fertilizer components that exist within yeah the garden. A, fer- a graveyard for whatever the components of fertilizer are yeah exactly but overall like spoilers like i said what happens in the story is that you find out that the two kids are just like regular kids from our world like they were in like middle school and then the younger brothers in elementary Yep. And they were trying to get away from the cops, quote unquote, and then they climb mm. over a wall and I think they almost get hit by a train and then they fall into water and it turns out they were unconscious this entire time. Right. And okay. they were in limbo trying to come back to consciousness and life, essentially. Yep. And the alternative was dying, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That and, sounds like being unconscious. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then during the entire storyline, there's this character known as the Beast that wanders the forest that's constantly chasing after the two children, mm. essentially trying to claim them. And then there's some significance in the sense of, like, 
who's actually the beast is it the woodsman is there actually a monster in the forest what's going on here and everyone's kind of like giving like hints throughout the show um i don't want to go too far deep into it because i do want everyone listening which is you richard to Mm -hmm. watch this because it's so good and Um, me i guess yeah and you you should definitely watch it okay it's worth it i'll think about it yeah okay fair but i mean that's the premise that's what we're working with i think for the hook of the adventure what happens here is that your four characters just suddenly kind of wake up together they're all mm-hmm. familiar with one each other maybe they're siblings maybe they're family yeah uh maybe they're on a delivery together. maybe they're cocaine peddlers yeah, yeah. cocaine peddlers sure maybe that's the mo- that's how you spice it up that's how you adultify it just say oh yeah you guys are <laughs> trying to sell cocaine in a graveyard this is the green reboot where you all deal drugs for some reason <laughs> all right yeah and you guys just wake up uh in this forest um lost and not knowing what's going on in the world okay okay cool um so i just i feel like i need to contextualize this show a little bit like is it um is it like a single sort of uh contiguous story over all of the episodes where it's like they start out in the forest and then the next episode they go to a village and then the next episode they enter a cave and then like blah 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 until the last episode where they go home yes exactly so the entire time is these two brothers are looking for their way home and they're traveling through different like areas whether it's a village like you said they go on a ship and then at some point um one of them has to deal with the idea of like possibly giving up on ever getting home and Mm then there's the very end of the story they figure out who the beast is and how to defeat it and then Mm -hmm. they come out of their coma essentially okay so it's kind of like a mystery in terms of who like what is chasing them even yeah okay because the concept of what's chasing them isn't really known to the uh, viewers until like the very end and there's like a little subversion of expectations because you don't know i said that a lot on this show yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly now i'm learning see we're mind oh but there's a subversion of expectation on who the actual beast is so maybe that's something you can play it's like oh here's two characters one maybe is the actual monster and then Hmm. one is not the monster and then at the beginning neither of them are trying to fight you because they're trying to i guess ripen up your despair so they can take you ah okay classic horror sort of movie slash game trope i like that yeah yeah i like that so i think the overall hook and resolution is that the players are looking to get home and the way it ends is they either wake up and find their way home or they do just get home so very like wizard of the oz um i don't know other things other shows about going home yeah going okay let's see uh home alone no he's already at home <laughs> fuck um, i fucked it up already uh home alone 2 no he's also already no, at home. i i don't know the contents of home alone 2 was there a home alone 3 maybe he's there trying to go home, home in that one there's a home alone 3 okay well um, yeah home alone 3 maybe we don't know yeah maybe maybe no one knows home. the plot of home alone 3 yeah. so he could it's schrodinger's home schrodinger's whatever the child actor's name is did you ever watch home alone as a kid no oh my no. god home alone 2 is actually really good i watched that movie so much it's great okay i love it like the house trap kind of thing it's fun and then there's like yeah yeah that's my favorite genre of music as well <laughs> okay cool <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, wait 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 uh i want to go back to this because i actually it sure. actually kind of kind of sparked joy i can't stop saying that <laughs> i don't even watch that fucking show so the concept of like a monster feeding on fear and wanting to like develop fear in somebody before mm-hmm. they consume them mm-hmm. kind of makes me really think of like a counter mechanic okay or something where like throughout this nightmare like i guess it's like sort of like a reverse sanity thing yeah where like you don't want it to get too high because then like 
obstacles will become more difficult or you know like the the hunter will hunt you harder yeah what do you think about just replacing the hp mechanic and just saying like oh this is your fear bar and then as it goes down mm. you're dying and every time like it makes sense if you get hit by a monster or whatever your character starts fearing more right good flavor mm-hmm. so do we want to maybe sort of flavor this whole thing like make it very dreamlike and don't really explain what exactly is going on but kind of be like I don't know if there's if there's a good way to do this, but kind of make like a HP seem really transient where it's like these things are happening to you, but you you don't know if they're like really hurting you, but like you're panicking, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think that would be something I would write in for the DM to let them know that when you're describing attacks, don't describe it as in like, oh, you're getting gouged and bleeding right. and more of like you feel like this intense fear strike you as this monster hits you. And yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Okay. In the show, is there, like, combat, or is it mostly just, like, running away and, like, problem-solving? Uh, mostly running away and problem-solving. Okay, um, so just, like, real life. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think there's one section where the main character does confront the beast and fight them, and okay. it turns out, like, the solution to the problem was, spoilers, the lantern. So, like, the beast... Are... Okay, well, it's not spoilers, because I completely don't understand what that yeah. means. So, I mean, this is going to break it for you, but for everyone else who hasn't okay. seen it, go ahead and pause the episode, go watch the show. Yeah, and if you got back. a good two hours, yeah, just watch the entire show. Yeah, so I think this is something we should incorporate into the final encounter, which yes. is that the Beast, it turns out, like, he needs people to grind up, essentially, these, like, spirit trees housed, okay. like, they're essentially, like, people, and the trees oh. grow out of them. Oh, no, okay, so it is fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I think that's, like, the concept behind it, and then... They, the woodsman is tied to the beast because he's like he believes that his daughter is trapped within the lantern that he holds. And oh, okay, so grinding. some League of Legends shit. Yeah, so he's trying to grind up. Oh, he's grinding just like you would grind <laughs> LP on League of Legends. Exactly. Okay, I'm sorry, please finish. <laughs> yeah, so he's grinding up this spirit to create these wood tree branches to create oil and then feeding it to the lantern. But it turns out the entire time what he's feeding is actually the beast's heart and that his daughter isn't actually inside the lantern. The daughter's... Oh. She doesn't actually die. She's a tree, but she, like, deforms back okay. to being human at the very end. Oh, okay. Yeah, as okay. a happy ending. Although, realistically, I'm pretty sure he just killed a bunch of children, fed them to the beast in oh. the lantern, and he didn't know. I think that's, like, the idea. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. Yeah. That was a lot. Yeah, it's, it's pretty heavy. That um, was a lot. But it's told in a way for more, like, a childhood audience, because it's a cartoon for kids. Oh, so you're saying that a lot of this is sort of implied. Yeah. Or maybe I'm just reading into it too much, and someone else could be like, No, Daniel, that's terribly off. I... <laughs> harumph! Harumph at you, sir! Misinterpreting my favorite Netflix original series. Is it Netflix? I think it's Cartoon Network. Oh, it's Cartoon Network? Yeah, it's interesting, Cartoon. interesting. It came out, like, around the time of, like, when Adventure Time was really big, Steven Universe, etc. Oh, right. Well, yeah, when Cartoon Network was just, like, nailing it with, like, original after original. Yeah, it was crazy. Like, Gravity okay. Falls, etc. It, it was, a, it was like, a nice year, which I missed and had to watch two years later, but whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, the shows will be around. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Cool. I think that's more than enough to get into. You definitely just, like, explained a bunch of crazy shit that definitely made it sound like you were just talking about someone's campaign <laughs> just like yeah and then and then he wasn't actually the beast and the hunter was actually grinding up kids and then we had to kill the hunter yeah sounds like just like la- me explaining last week's session <laughs> yeah well the hunter isn't actually evil either because he's under the assumption that his daughter's in the lantern right. he's trying to keep her soul alive so is this just like her. 
just a character that kind of pursues the main characters throughout the show. Yeah, he's trying to help them because he's like, you guys got to get out of the forest. It's okay. dangerous here. But the way he portrays himself kind of like... Kind of suspicious? It's very suspicious. Okay. And other characters hint that, oh, this beast always carries a lantern. So they're like, oh, it's the oh, woodsman. Okay. Yeah. Because like they'll hear songs and poems about how the beast's heart lies within the light within the forest. Okay. And it's just like this like weird... like The characters get the assumption that the huntsman is evil when in reality... He's actually He's not. actually it's just morally gray. Yeah, he's like he doesn't know what he's doing to be fair and he wants to help the kids get out cuz he's afraid of the beast that's affecting them. Hmm. But at the same time, he's like I can't leave because I got to do this to keep my daughter alive, which turns out isn't even his daughter. He hmm. was tricked by what essentially is the devil. You know, this is only barely related to the conversation, but I just watched the original Ring okay. movie, the like the Japanese 1998 Ringu. Ringu. Yeah. I, it's funny, people always like to point out, like, yes, it's called Ringu, it's not called Ring. That's the original Japanese, but it's like, the original Japanese is just literally the loan word of the English word ring. So you're just, like, jumping through hoops to say an English word. But anyways, so I watched 1998's Ringu, okay. directed by Nakata Hideo, Okay, I think. Those are names. I think that's his name. So the whole premise or i guess like the whole reveal at the end mm -hmm. is that in order to save yourself from this curse the curse being that you watch this video and then after you watch the video you get a phone call and then they tell you you're gonna die in seven days so the premise is after you watch the video if you make a copy and then show the copy to somebody else mm -hmm. then you will be saved and then that person has to make a copy and then um so this is where the concept of like shitty chain emails came yeah. from yeah that's what I was thinking exactly. I was like, I did that a lot of MySpace. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was really lonely when I was 14. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a funny sort of like, I feel like horror movies probably used to do this a lot more where there isn't really like a satisfying ending. And so especially in The Ring, it's like the main character was saved, but in order to now save her son, she's on her, she's like shown driving to her father's house mm -hmm. and she's going to show her father. It's kind of a similar, like, you are trapped in this situation, mm -hmm. and you're like, it's like some, some sort of, like, cosmic force that's forcing your hand yeah. to do this thing. I don't know if there's stuff to be had there. I just really enjoyed the movie. How did they resolve, like, the chain email videotape thing? Well, I'll just go through the plot really quick. So, so basically, if you haven't seen the Ringu, it goes like this. There's a reporter lady, and she's, like, investigating the deaths of these high school kids because there's like you know four of them died on the same day and so she's like interviewing them and then she's like hearing about all these urban legends and one of them is like oh, okay if you watch this video then you get a phone call and then you'll die in seven days so she looks into like the kids that died and then like links it all back she watches the video uh and then they kind of like parse through the video for clues and they like go out to this island and then they find the like descendants of the girl um who was in the video and then uh, they, like, do a bunch of detective shit, and then they find out that she's, like, her body is trapped in a well. So they, like, go and they dig her out of the well, and then they think that the curse is over. But then, like, the her partner, which is uh, some kind of, like, spirit detective. I don't know exactly what he does. Oh, cool. Um, well, I mean, he has strong, like, sort of spiritual senses, mm -hmm. um, which is, like, a thing that's kind of common in, like, Japanese culture, where it's like, oh, you like can feel the spirit stronger than people around you yeah my mom's like that too oh yeah yeah okay yeah so people are delusional in every country i guess <laughs> so so yeah so but he ends up dying and then it's like oh well i thought we solved the mystery but like i guess people are still dying and then it's like what did i do that he didn't do and then she's like oh 
I made a copy, and that's the only way to stop the curse is to like keep spamming people with shitty chain emails that they don't care about. Oh, so there's actually no way to like just stop. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's no resolution. The resolution is okay. Now you have to keep doing this. It's kind of crazy that a ghost understands the concept of like making a copy of a VHS. Yeah, because it's it. Well, it's really funny because the the whole movie is really grounded because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, you find out that it was there was her mom and her mom had this sort of like power of clairvoyance and she could like peer into people's minds or whatever. And then her, but her daughter was even more powerful and she could kill people with her mind. Oh. And this all happened in 1942 or something. Okay. Um, and then, so it's like, and then it's, it's literally like, and then the girl made a cursed videotape and it's not, and then it like becomes too grounded in reality <laughs> where it's like this girl from 60 years ago made a cursed VHS. <laughs> and it's like, oh, that's real scary, Hideo. I'm trying to think if there's anything we pull to work with in this campaign, but because of the resolution is just make more spam VHSs, I don't right, really want to use that. Yeah, I I mean... Maybe I can we can use it. the names because they're all Japanese and they tell me all the time. <laughs> I think that's too shitty of an homage. <laughs> Uh, I kind of like, so it sounds kind of fun because this is like, it'll basically be like a Halloween one-off, right? Yeah. It sounds kind of fun to pose that kind of conundrum to your players at the end, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe like the only way to save yourself from this world is to doom somebody else or something like that. How do you feel about that? Yeah. I mean, that's, I don't know. Like, cause I think it should be the idea that I think there should be like one option where I don't know. Like, I don't really do a lot of horror stuff. Right. I'm, like, not really huge in horror. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, we don't have to do it like that if you want it to be a lot. If you don't want it to be well, so Well, I messy. want them to have the option so that it could be, like, oh, here is a clean, happy resolution. Okay. Uh, uh, like, a kids-friendly resolution. Right, But then there's right, also the right. option where, like, you guys just continue on the work of the woodsman, maybe. Okay, like, yeah. You know? So, I mean, it could be something, like, if you kind of persuade a certain NPC, maybe the hunter, mm-hmm. to kind of open up about why he's there, then he'll tell you like, oh, there's this side quest objective mm-hmm. that you can do and it will free me, mm-hmm. but there is a scary monster or whatever. Well, let's first iron out the huntsman, the beast, and then what the players are going to be doing. So yeah, in my mind, if we're going from over the garden walls premise, the players are aiming just to get home and that's their goal. And then the thing that's objectively in their way yep. is the huntsman and the beast i think okay there should be presented to them early on it's like oh there's a beast in the forest that's out to hunt you mm-hmm. but the huntsman will be the one who brings that information to them to kind of be like hey there's this but then later on maybe another character should give them the information that like the huntsman matches the information of the beast and maybe they're trying to play with you in that sense mm-hmm. and then at the very end it should be a final encounter with the huntsman and possibly the beast, maybe like he's like possessing the huntsman, or maybe the mm-hmm. beast is nearby watching what the huntsman's doing. And if you kill the huntsman and then pick up the lantern, you're kind of like, oh, if you need, if you wish, the beast is like, if you want to survive and continue living, you must continue the huntsman's work as that contains the soul of hmm. maybe the people you love or your personal soul or something. So it's okay. like, oh, do you want to live and are you willing to condemn others to live in that sense? okay yeah. yeah okay yeah that sounds yeah. more or less like but the actual like but but another hidden resolution is that if you can figure out that the lantern is the key and you just have to break the lantern you have to break the chain right 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 then you'll free yourself so if you break the vhs like ah uh, okay it yeah maybe, i like that yeah it's because it's like maybe it's like you think that the 
the lantern, which in this case, similar to the ring, is the VHS, is like, if you don't keep it lit, then you die. But if you're willing to self-sacrifice and then prevent anyone else to have to go through the same problem, everything is resolved and you're free of this burden as well. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I guess there would have to be some way to kind of clue you into the fact that the lantern you can yeah can, they, be can destroy it yeah yeah so i'm trying to think of like ways to do that because there's like multiple things that the players will have to go through right like you start off i think the first encounter when you come in is just like hey you and your four players wake up in this world and this like this uneasy fog and you're trapped in this forest um you see a light in the distance mm-hmm. and you run into the huntsman first okay that's like your first interaction i see yeah okay that yeah that sounds like it really sets the scene yeah. and you see like he's carrying the lantern and he's just chopping wood and he's and the tree that he's chopping just oddly looks like people. Oh. Like, twisted in a way. Maybe if you can make an, like, an insight check or an investigation. Right. right? How Wait, how does this work? The How does the tree thing work? Do they all have, like, faces on them? They have, like, eerily looking faces, I believe. Okay, and you're not you're not really clued into whether or not they're actually people. Yeah. Because you're, you're essentially assuming that you're in this magical world, and this is just, like, maybe this part of the world, the trees are like this. Right. Wow, that is... That's really creepy yeah and it's 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 just you're kind of tipped off as like the uh, viewers that these trees used to be people who kind of lost their way or gave up on their search for their way home oh it, it actually addresses it i it's kind of like referred to because that's what happens to one of the characters is like as he starts giving up on his way home he starts getting like wrapped up in these branches and essentially turning into a tree okay wow yeah maybe we should have tree monsters too maybe some ants or something yep 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 definitely need that yeah definitely need that so i think the first obstacle that they're dealing with is this conversation with the huntsman he's there to give them info but he has to come off in a way that doesn't seem like it's not, it's got to be like he's hiding something, right? Right, right, right. And and the secret is he can't. How much does the huntsman know? He doesn't know much. He just knows that this lan in the show, the lantern is keeping his daughter, his alive. daughter alive. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's all he knows. That's all he knows. And okay. He knows the beast exists because he's communed with the beast. The beast right. is like, I'll make you a deal. You carry this lantern and feed it oil for me from these trees. Yep. I'll keep. It'll keep your daughter alive. That's okay, what he's cool. told. Sounds like some warlock patron shit. Yeah. Okay. Essentially, yeah, very much so. And and so, what is he doing? He's feeding trees into the lantern yeah, in so order he, to sustain her. Yeah, so he goes into the forest and collects branches, trees, and cuts them down, and then takes them to like a lumber mill and then juices them into oil for the lantern. Ah! Because these particular trees that are essentially like wrapped around people yeah. give off this like black tar that ah, feeds the lantern. Great analogy for fossil fuels <laughs> yes exactly so how do you think about opening like that for the hook into the intro before the obstacles kick off yeah i think it's cool i think it sets the scene really well sort of like it is it just screams at you that you're in a spooky forest and some spooky shit's about to happen yeah so what should be some obstacles to kind of help key them in to this lantern being the solution but also I think the first point that they have to figure out is that the Huntsman, they have to be, like, tricked into thinking that the Huntsman isn't actually a good person. Right, right, Because the first assumption is like, oh, he's giving all this information, clearly he's a nice guy, but he's obviously hiding something. If they inside check him, unless they hit super high, like, even if you hit high, you know he's hiding something. Right, right. So, well, I mean, I don't know how it goes in the show, but I assume that he would just say something like, I'll lead you out of the forest. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of hard to trust him right because it's like well why are you here and mm-hmm. he's like i can't tell you mm-hmm. and like 
why like what what are you doing chopping those trees and mm-hmm. you know he wouldn't be able to tell you yeah he yeah. yeah he won't tell you why he's here what he's doing or anything regarding the lantern and he holds it very dear to him because mm-hmm. that's the thing he's protecting and i'm still curious whether or not it's going to be his daughter in there or maybe it's like he's thinking that it's his own soul because for the game aspect for the players it's like unless they come up with a backstory specifically tied with like oh i have children yada yada then it gets kind of difficult and then it's just like oh here's your character's life force and yeah. you can maybe like as they get hit throughout the fight and their hp drains or their fear gauge drains mm-hmm. the lantern can like dim a little bit over time and as they feed oh. fuel the lantern gives them light giving them that false sense of security increasing their fear maybe that's how they heal throughout the game too oh interesting yeah i like that i like linking a lot of mechanical stakes to the lantern because then it it automatically makes it feel way more significant so yeah. the players will kind of latch onto that not only like narratively but also just you know like because they want to survive mechanically yeah yeah so I'm thinking now that instead of having the Huntsman carry the lantern the entire story, maybe the players take it from him in the beginning because they need, like, a light source throughout, and they know it mm. provides the security. And then the Huntsman's chasing them because they're like, he's like, oh, I need the light source because it contains my daughter's soul, my soul, something, etc. Not really, but yes. Right, 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 right. So I think it would be something like, because obviously he wouldn't let the players just take it. Yeah. Right. So it might be something like you meet this huntsman and he is sort of worried about the party because it's like, why the heck are you in the forest? Mm-hmm. Like, there should be no one here as a dangerous place. Yes. And maybe there's some kind of something kind of links the the spiritual power of the party to the basically the, the brightness of the lantern or the mm. strength of the lantern. And so the huntsman is like, well... Now I want to use these people for to like feed my daughter, basically, because mm. it's like I I want like obviously their power is resonating with whatever's in this lantern, so like they must be the key mm-hmm. to freeing her or to saving her or something. Mm-hmm. So he's like, okay, I need you guys to come with me to whatever location. He's but he's so he's like, I'll lead you out of the forest, but really he wants to like lead them to his wherever he grinds the trees or something yeah well so that's the thing i'm having trouble with because in that sense it's now the huntsman is actively working against the players and he is a villain he's like my goal like he is almost the beast but i do want to i personally would like him to be a unknowing he's like more Mm, morally right he doesn't know what he's doing yeah so he's not actively working against the players he just needs the trees but he's definitely having a hard time finding them. I think that should be a key point. It's like I'm looking for. He is looking for these trees, but he can't find them. But he doesn't... wait, wait. What is what is his objective in in the show? He's looking for like specific trees. Yeah, the the children trees, the the face trees. Oh, so not all of them are like that. No, not all of them in the world are like that. Oh, interesting. Okay, I do really like the scene, or you know, the the idea of a scene where like you are kind of forced to like run into his hut or something like mm-hmm. his his cabin because you're being chased or something like that yeah and he's like okay well i we have no choice come with me and then he leads you to his cabin um and then like you kind of see 
that he's like actually harvesting these kids and then that's when there's sort of like a big sort of like shock moment where it's like oh like or these really trees that look like kids right so right, right. That, like maybe he's doing like maybe like they're still trees like you don't know they're kids yeah you just know they're trees that have right. faces on them right right it's really right, right. eerie yeah 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 I, I love that i can like imagine that so vividly so they open up with that they're at the cabin he kind of gives them an exposition that the forest is dangerous there's a beast out there you have to be careful of and he won't tell you anything about his lantern, the trees that he's grinding up, and like kind of why he's there. He wants to keep that to himself because to him right. that's um, too dangerous to let out. I think that's just his motivation right, here. Right, and yeah. his goal is just to keep the lantern lit as long as he can. For the players, when you are introduced to lantern, I think mechanically we can introduce that like they maybe they want to steal the lantern. They should want to steal the lantern because it gives them warmth. It helps increase their HP pool or their fear pool yeah, and prevents yep. darkness. And I think right here when maybe the Huntsman goes to collect wood because he's doing his own thing, he gets maybe attacked by a fake beast. Maybe like there's a wolf in the forest, like a big wolf that tackles him because that happens in the show too. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So maybe some monster in the forest attacks him and he's trying to fend them off, but the children or I guess the players in this case can either choose the system in this aspect this, this really depends on how the players feel on this, but the idea is, like, here's something very devastating, and clearly the Lantern is giving you a boon and helping you fend off this other right. beast. Yeah, yeah. Maybe let's figure out how exactly this Lantern is going to work, and maybe that will kind of inform how how the rest of this plays out. Sure. I think mechanically, number one, it should grant them, like, a light source. I think that's a very basic... Right, so implement some kind of, like, darkness that maybe also like heavily nerfs dark vision yeah and maybe many of the enemies use dark vision so having this particular lantern gives you advantage in that aspect yeah yeah or yeah or maybe well how about this how about this like let's say it just creates an aura effect you know it gives you extra because it's a light source so it should provide you that warmth and protection so it gives you more health and maybe when you're near the light you get like plus one ac or an advantage to your attack. Just something simple. simple. Mm. Maybe that might be a lot. It might be need to be tweaked, but um, I think at the very least, it should give you like an HP buff, like a plus 10 HP. Right, And then okay. as you feed the lantern fuel, as you've seen the Huntsman do, it heals your players. It heals their fear. Oh, yeah, okay. okay. So that's the mechanic it works, I think. I think that's a basic one that it should use at the very least. Yeah. And then if you wanted to, you can slap on advantage on attacks or some special magical abilities, that's for sure. But I think that's the starting point right okay. okay and how how does the lantern get fed usually what happens in the show is that he has to put it the branches through a grinder to create like oil right and then it, he opens the the front panel of the lantern i'm doing the motion okay and you yeah. can't see sure but um yeah he opens the front panel and then he pours it in and then the lantern like stays lit and he it, like the light grows okay gotcha gotcha and so how does our sort of like spirit lantern work in, I, in this world I think in this world, it should function relatively the same, except like instead of having them to grind up oil, they can just stick up spirit, like specific tree branches from the spirit trees that they can run through their journey into the lantern and then oh, feeds the fire. Oh, interesting. And okay. then when that happens, they'll get like a plus five or plus 10 HP. Uh, okay, no, I like this a lot because this kind of takes that moral quandary and it makes the players accomplices as well because mm-hmm. it's basically like, well, yeah, those trees might, be other dudes but if you want to survive yeah exactly then either feed it or run through these next encounters like with no vision correct and yeah okay yeah because that's the point it's like this lantern is supposed to be like 
a key item to help them really deal with the next two encounters. Right. But at the same time, there is like you'll run into trees and you're like these look like people, but you don't know. And then near the end, it's like the question is, do you destroy the thing that's been helping you the entire time? And that's the solution. Yeah, you break it, okay. you're free. You break right, it, you free right, the chain. Right, right, right. Okay. The idea is for the players to choose to be self-sacrificing at the very end, as opposed to holding onto the lantern to protect them. Maybe it's like a like at the end, it's like a PvP moment. I don't know, but yeah. Would there be a way to sort of clue the players into the fact that it's all kind of a ruse, and you j- all you need to do is break the lantern? Maybe there's like. Would we want to kind of like reveal the origins of it or reveal the fact that maybe maybe just showing them the fact that it is the vessel of some strange beast? Yeah, maybe they could run into the beast too in the forest. like Or yeah, like run into some maybe like ritual or something that clues you into the fact that this was like a super powerful like cursed item that was created yeah i think that's something we can do maybe like during the first or during the second obstacle maybe they run into an ancient burial ground or a yeah ritual site of let's like a cult. let's say like one of the encounters is like an abandoned village filled with undead jack skellingtons okay cool 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 and after rummaging through the remains you like you discover that like you know nearby in in some kind of clearing there was this mass death ritual where mm. they kind of harvested the souls of everybody in this village to create this lantern and then it kind of like really gives you the sort of like oh well are we going to keep using this thing mm-hmm. or are we going to try to destroy it and then maybe there's like a sort of a process to destroying it mm. that you can reveal later on i'm not sure because there, like if the final uh decision is like do we try to just escape or do we try to break the lantern Mm -hmm. then you kind of have to like save the option to the very end yeah yeah um so i don't maybe it's like you have to like go somewhere to destroy the lantern there's sort of like an over the garden wall equivalent of mount doom okay um chuck it off the wall and it destroys the lantern. right yeah you chuck it off of the 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 titular garden wall (laughs) okay cool or you you just escape yeah okay so i i like that i like that so let's 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 flesh out this um village obstacle because we kind of have the first one already done they're running into the huntsman they talk for a bit maybe they fight the huntsman maybe a wolf appears and then they steal the lantern is like the idea oh right yeah oh because the huntsman knows what the land oh well he doesn't know what it is he thinks he knows what it is yeah he thinks he knows what it is but But i mean maybe he just kind of it depends on, I guess it depends on what you want to do with the Huntsman character, because it is it is sort of hard right now to write him into exactly what we're trying to do. But I mean, I can imagine it being just like, he comes with you, and then he like, even though he's made aware of the origins, he's still like, well, I mean, it's it's housing my daughter, like, what can I do? Yeah, he may not need to have that particular storyline either, because he may... There's an option where he doesn't exist, and it's just like, you come to the forest, and there's yeah, a okay. lantern sitting there, it's like, take it. And it, like, you realize it protects you and fuels you, but then you're clued in. Maybe it does maybe you are the huntsman this entire storyline. Oh, yeah. I think that's, I think that's a cool way to incorporate that. Mm -hmm. Um, so instead what you could do is you just have them come upon an abandoned cabin or something, and Mm -hmm. then it, like, you could sort of throw an homage to the show by being like, oh, it looks like there was someone who lived here and he was, like, logging or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, So there's a bunch of chopped firewood. Exactly. 
maybe if you like make a good enough perception check you can see that like one of the logs looks like it has like a piece of a face on it or something yeah for sure i think that's clearly a key point i would add in and then again just really quickly i think this would be like somewhere between level one through three to really reinforce that sure yeah element. sort of powerlessness yeah, yeah. powerlessness and the lantern gives you such a huge boon it like it protects you it gives you more health um and it lets you see and fight in the darkness right um and then there's gonna be beasts out here attacking you yeah and- i love the idea of like there being a bunch of beasts that have some kind of ability that like lets them pull you out of the radius of the lantern you kind of oh, have to like kind of like don't starve or something with the yeah exactly yeah okay. so there's sort of like a dynamic of like trying to stay in the light i think that would make it very like frantic yeah it could be just like whenever you do an encounter like from a mechanical standpoint you just give like one of the creatures legendary actions so at the end it has like right. an auto yeah. grapple and its yeah. goal is just to pull you out of the lantern yep 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 or i mean just like have them all do attacks that grapple you and then they can pull you five feet every round or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just so you, yeah. So there's just a lot of like, Oh God, I got to escape kind of moments. I don't know if this would be a fun twist. Um, and I still want to tackle the cult village for the next obstacle, but right. what do you think of like the beast actually being people trying to save you? Like the darkness is actually trying to help you and oh. pull you out and wake you up. It's like, it's like maybe your characters are comatose and they're like, we're trying to wake you up. And that's the darkness trying to pull you in to wake you up. And the light oh. is, like, a false sense of security. So the concept is kind of like, yeah, okay, the concept is kind of like you're getting sort of baited mm-hmm. into thinking that the light is trying to save you, but really the light is what is kind of creating all of this illusion. Mm-hmm. And then in real life, you're kind of just like a crackhead fighting cops, and you don't know. <laughs> yeah, just you're like, just like, the darkness! <laughs> yeah, just circling back to the crack. Sir, sir, <laughs> sir, put your hands behind your head. Yeah. No, I need more crack, I need more <laughs> no, candy. The darkness! <laughs> <laughs> Frantically scratching, oh, bump, bumping tables and shit. Yeah, exactly, give me that real life. Yeah, okay, so maybe that's the case. Um, I, I do, yeah, I think I like that. There's standpoint. not really a way to, like, reveal that during the game, but, um... You sure, can, yeah. I mean, if, if you want that to be the setting, that's, that's get, totally playable. I think one way you can maybe make them do, like, a wisdom saving throw, and for a second they, like, see, like, the real world for a bit. And they <laughs> you see back. a blue sleeve. Yeah. There's a blue sleeve and a needle on your neck suddenly, and then you, like, you, you oh, walk back God. in the world. But, but wouldn't that mean that if you rolled high enough, you would just be like, oh, it's a bad dream? Um, Wouldn't that kind of, like, ruin it? I guess it depends on, like, how much the player knows. Because we, as the DMs and the creators, know a lot more than they do. And if you just, like, show, like, oh, here's an... Like, it depends on how much you give to. He's like, oh, they roll a nat 20 on it. Yeah, like, you for a second there, like, wake up, you see a bright light, and then all these people around you holding you down, and then all of a sudden it flashes back. <laughs> you hear sirens. Yeah. You're bleeding heavily from the chest. Yeah. You hear the beep. Right, beep, right, right. Beep. Um... Yeah, I mean, either way, it doesn't really change the encounters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sure, like, totally flavorable if okay. you want to do that. So, but let's work on the second obstacle, which is the village, the cult village that exists, that created this yes, lantern. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, I guess to set the scene, you would kind of maybe paint it in a way that's like, oh, you see some, I, I guess it wouldn't really be fires left. But I mean, it's like, oh, you see some buildings, like some hint of civilization off mm-hmm. in the distance. And as you approach, you see that, um, you know, it's it's completely abandoned or it seems to be completely abandoned. There's no lights anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's there's signs of of life having been here like there's it's it's been lived in. Yeah, I think playing into it is also like you probably see like a grove of chopped down trees. 
right. surrounding this lantern in the center. Like, or maybe the pedestal where this lantern was. Ah, right, right. Well, I mean, I guess when you find the clearing, then it would be a bunch of, like, it would be a bunch of chopped down trees and yes. you kind of don't know. So it's kind of, like, imply, like, oh, these trees were maybe people, and they were fed to the lantern to right. give its power to protect the people here, quote-unquote. Yeah, yeah. And in this <clears throat> village... Possibly, maybe there's a ceremonial, like, if we're going to go back to the woodsman, there's a ceremonial axe here that can be used to destroy the uh, lantern, if we want to go that route. Okay, is that what happens in the show? Um, In the show, what happens is the main character realizes the lantern's bad, and he uses the woodsman's axe to break it. Oh, okay. So he uses anything he could have broken it. Gotcha, 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 okay. But but in this case, we're going to have some sort of more, like, ritualistic way of, break, like, specifically breaking it. Yeah, because I think the... From, like, a DM standpoint, this way it's very easy to clue them in. Like, here's another route you can take. Like, here's a magical item that you find that maybe is guarded by some skeletons and whatnot. Because they're like, we need to protect the light or the lantern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we don't want you to hinder it. And maybe you could reflavor the enemies that are here to be more similar to whatever the beast is supposed to be. Maybe they're more tree-like in the sense or Mm -hmm. something along those lines. Maybe they are Ents here. The Ents are protecting this ceremony acts because they don't want you to use it on the lantern mm-hmm. okay so to to split away for a second here's like a few things that are i'm kind of gravitating towards like some some concepts that will be like the big reveals of as you play through this session so mm-hmm. i'm imagining like when you find out the origins of the lantern you don't really know that um that like the trees here that look like figures are actually like people who also were not able to escape before Mm -hmm. you. So like fellow adventurers basically. Mm -hmm. Um, So you just kind of like see these eerie trees and you don't know, maybe it's just like spooky. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you see this clearing and there's like a bunch of chopped down trees. And then you just, you see uh, maybe like the remnants of the ritual, or maybe that's where you find the lantern, right? Like maybe Mm -hmm. you have to struggle through the darkness until you see this light in the clearing and then you find lantern. No, I don't know. Yeah, well, it, it, options. Yeah, those are options. I I personally like the clearing aspect to be like a separate obstacle. I want them to find the lantern inside this lumber Yeah, okay, barn. that makes sense. Because yeah. you want to instill that fear in them as players and like for their characters. Like, oh, the world of darkness is very scary. Yeah. Getting very Kingdom Hearts-ish, whatever. Right, but right, right. They're getting attacked by the dark monsters, which I think I want to ask the idea of them like the darkness trying to help them because I think... Okay. That should imply that that's causing their fear and hurting them. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I like the concept that it's like there's a sort of people who gave up, mm-hmm. basically offered up their life energy to whatever crazy god is, has created this plane. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that you find the sort of origins of the ritual that created this this lantern, this Correct. vessel, mm-hmm. um, but you don't know what was put into it, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, it's heavily implied that like oh. They must have, like, used the trees or something. But then you don't find out that, like, oh, the trees are literally, like, withered, like, Souls. like soulless husks of people, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, until maybe after the next encounter or something yeah. where where you you either see somebody turn into a tree mm-hmm. or see somebody about to turn into a tree. Maybe, like, there's a trap that does some psychic damage and then, mm-hmm. like, you have to resist turning into a tree. Okay. Or something like that. I think that could be a cool reveal. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Oh, maybe as they take more fear damage, they start exhibiting these particular aspects of, like, treeification. Right, right. Dream of that. Yeah. They're in a dream. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to sing it. Um, you so, can. <laughs> so, um, what if it was, like, um, 
what if it's like you meet this kind of like crazed hunter guy who is looking for the lantern and like trying to free whatever's in it um but he's like trying to kill you to do that oh so maybe he actually already knows the secret which is to kill destroy the lantern it saves the world or well i'm thinking more like he tries to treeify you and then feed you into the lantern because and he's and he's just like crazy um so you kind of have to like fight him off and then that's when you kind of discover like oh this thing is like housing you know like the souls of lost adventurers like adventurers who have, who have fallen into the deepest despair so so that, i guess that's the question is like what are we doing with the huntsman cuz like at first i was like maybe we should just get rid of the huntsman altogether and just have mm-hmm. the adventurers essentially take his place and find the lantern and it uh... gives that protection so let me let's wrap it really quickly on like what i have in my mind yeah, and go for see it. if that works with you or if there's anything you want to change yeah. so to start off you have four adventurers they are awakened in this lost forest they don't know why they're here they just know that they're friends their family etc and they stumble upon a nearby lumber yard uh, or a hut or something. Yeah, yeah, just somebody's lodging. Someone's yeah. lodging, okay? While being pursued by monsters such as wolves or the darkness. They just yeah. hear, like, scary voices, and they're like, you guys gotta go. Right. Okay? And then you make it in here, and inside there's one warming light with some branches and pieces of lumber, which, if you have a high uh, investigation check or perception check, you can maybe see that one of them looks like it has a human face. Yeah. You can't really make one it out. One of them strangely resembles the face of Jesus Christ. Yeah, there you go. Why not? Um, and then when you... Sp- Feed the wood to the lantern. Well, that would ex- that would imply we're killing Jesus. Anyways, yeah, go no. on. Yeah, maybe Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah his his brother. His brother. Anyways, go on. From down under. No, that's not what. It's me, Jesus. Hey, we gonna. There's not a lot of car. Hispanic population down here, so I don't know why anybody would be named Jesus. <laughs> but here we are. Uh, Anyways, go on. All right. Um, Please don't do it in the accent, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so they make it to the lumber yard, and they know that monsters pursue them. They shut the doors behind them, and they're attacking on the door. But there is yep. a light in the center that uh... immediately you can just portray to the character. This is your magical item. Um, it grants safety. It gives you, like, it gives you light so you can attack without disadvantage. Right, and right. And you get, like, plus 10, 10 hit points. And every time you feed a piece of wood to the lantern as, like, maybe a bonus action... Um, it mm-hmm. heals everyone by five hit points, just like flat. It's like okay, it's yeah. a very powerful item. Or grant some temp HP or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's very powerful. So the more wood you can, you can also say like, oh, there's enough wood here for maybe like two uses. Oh, sure. Okay. Oh, I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now they have like a mechanical aspect to it, and they know the lantern is protecting them in a way. But yeah, the beasts are now breaking in. There's a fight. You fight like three, four, five wolves, maybe some goblins similar, something low level but dangerous to harm them. Yeah. Um, And then once they defeat them, they can move on to the forest. Maybe they stumble into like one of the trees here and you let them know. It's like, hey, this is the same wood that you need to fuel this lantern because it's a magical lantern. You can't just feed it any kind of wood. Right, right, okay? right, right. Um, At that point, they have the idea that the lantern protects them and they can feed it stuff to give it power, um, but the f- things that they're feeding oddly look like people. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go into the village where they go through the understanding that all these trees have been cut down, this is where the lantern was made, maybe there's a riddle or a poem that kind of leads on, like, they conducted this cult to a dark god to create this lantern, which protect the village, but it required a deep cost, and that's, like, what you imply. Oh, like, interesting. Okay, okay. okay. I was thinking it would be more just like a, a straight up like dark ritual for the god that is like 
trying to get souls into the lantern because it you know like it feeds him power yeah well that's my thought as well it's just that this particular cult village had they wanted something in return right like they're like oh we'll make a deal with you evil dark patron in exchange oh. you protect us but we'll fe- we'll sacrifice you people in the form of trees right okay and that's what you learn in this village i okay so th- so what if this is the origin story like um so i really like the idea that it's like a warlock patron mm-hmm. so what if it's like it is a warlock patron in the sort of physical plane or the mortal plane mm-hmm. and after their sort of like contracts so to speak are fulfilled then it's like okay well i own your soul now you come and live on this plane forever oh okay so the players had already pay- like got had to pay their dues yeah so maybe they all kind of forgot oh okay when they came so they wake up in this plane mm-hmm. And now that they're here, the patron lives off of their fear and their despair, and when they give up, and when they give yeah. up, yeah, like the and then final. he is able to harvest their souls, yeah, finally. yeah, as their husk. Okay, okay, I like that. So that's the overall backstory. Cool, yeah, and then and then that's probably I'm I'm kind of leaning towards synthesis is a one shot, and it's kind of just like a like I imagine it would be like a hey come over for Halloween we'll play like a cool game of D and D. I would love it to kind of have like a more horror movie style of ending where it's like okay you get to the end. And basically you have two paths and mm-hmm. it's like, you don't really know which is the right answer. Cause it's like, okay, you can escape or you can maybe choose. I'm, I'm figuring it's like, maybe it's the end of a fight or something. And then there is something that kind of like forces you to break the lantern. Mm-hmm. And then like the correct choice is actually to break the lantern and then, and then like end this kind of like prison plane. Mm-hmm. Or you can just, do what you think is escaping Mm -hmm. but then you kind of just have this like fade to black like you hear a voice reach out to you in the darkness and then you feel yourself being pulled to something and then it just fades to black and that's the end so what's the let's work on the fade to black option because i think we already know like break the lantern everyone's freed and they wake up in the mortal world yeah okay okay but the fade to black how do you like how do we set that ending up for them it's like maybe the patron is like you defeated the huntsman, now you can take this lantern, or you defeated this creature, you can take the lantern and move on to the next forest and continue, like, fueling it to protect you. Okay, so what I, okay, let's do, like, a sort of, um, like, bait and switch kind of thing, where maybe in the village you see some kind of, like, prophetic kind of, like, wall scribbles, Mm -hmm. where it's just, like, images, and it's like, oh, you see, like, depictions of a huge amount of people kind of like worshiping this idol or something. Mm-hmm. You're at a Hatsune Miku concert. <laughs> okay. no, I'm just kidding. And then it's like, oh, and then next to that, like uh-huh. you see sort of a great exodus and they're all going towards this like huge cave mouth or something like that. Mm. Um, and then when you, when you get to the end of the forest, you kind of like are given the option of like either doing this sort of sacrificial ritual for the lantern which is like oh well that sounds super evil mm-hmm. right or going into this like super dark cave and the implication is like okay well people were seeking the cave for salvation or we can do this ritual that is like supposed to maybe you don't know what it's supposed to accomplish or it's implied that um you're like gaining the power of the lantern or something mm. but i like don't make it so heavy-handed but the kind of like imply with what the uh followers of this patron believed okay 
that either like that the lantern holds this great power mm-hmm. or you're going to escape through this spooky cave. Okay, okay. So it's like the lantern essentially guides you the entire way. Maybe the lantern is also guiding light. It's like, oh yeah, it's your Navi telling you which way to go. And ah, then it takes you to that final Yeah, like, it kind of points you in a certain direction. Yeah, it's like if you enter this cave, it'll grant you salvation and then you can just walk through it, but you have to leave the lantern behind or something. You, right, right. And it's like you don't know what the actual ending is because it fades to black. Yeah, well, and then, I mean, just imply, like, you know, you hear a dark voice, mm-hmm. and it calls to you, and then you feel, like, waves overcoming you, and then it's implied that he's, like, consumed you mm-hmm. at that okay. point. Yeah, that could be one of the fade to black options. I like that. I like yeah, that. and then otherwise, the option would be to um, do some kind of ritual where, like, you're releasing whatever is in the lantern, mm-hmm. and then, um, by extension, you're kind of, like, ending the spell that that houses this weird realm that you're in yeah so i think the way i would set that up is um going back to the cult village while they're there they could also hear about like the ceremonial acts that could break the lantern right and it's guarded by treants and stuff and they look very powerful and menacing and they themselves like as part of the mechanics of the lantern like if you're fighting them within the light of the lantern they actually also heal too and so it's like oh you have to it's ah. kind of tipping you off that like you have to forego the lantern to get okay. past these guys to get this powerful ceremonial axe that was left by maybe a more like healthy deity, like a not healthy, um, uh, lawfully good deity, or maybe a predecessor. Maybe the axe itself is crafted from the bones and body of one of the previous adventurers that didn't yeah, make it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So okay, here's what I'm thinking here. So it it'll be sort of a situation like. You have a choice of just straight up going into this cave mm-hmm. and game overing, mm-hmm. or you can do the final encounter, which is with the quote unquote huntsman, who is actually maybe like one of the patrons first, uh, or one of one of this, yeah, one of the patrons first ever followers or servants. Okay, okay. And he's like this super powerful dude who has kind of like slowly lost his mind being trapped here, but like mm. originally he was like. He was trying to use the patron's powers for good, right? Yeah, yeah. He was trying to, I don't know, like, save his daughter or something in, in the mortal plane. He um, could have just been the leader of the cult. <laughs> the cult village. And he's the one who created it, and now he's bound to it eternally. Uh, yeah, okay. So he kind of, like, tries to strike strike a deal with the patron. Yeah. Because I, I kind of want there to be sort of this dichotomy of, like, he was good. Like, he was pure-hearted, but mm. he was just, like, broken over time. Yeah. And then his original weapon is what can be used to kind of break this whole seal. Yes. Um, so you have to, like, fight past him to get it. Hmm. And then you can, you know, end the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, so that would be, like, the third encounter. Okay, so he's guarding the ceremonial axe, like the the MacGuffin axe in this case. Right, right. And then he, he probably just has some powers that, like, sort of drain your willpower and then um, sort of, like, slowly treeifies you or like binds you with uh like vines and stuff and yeah you, you can like slowly feel feel yourself turning to returning to nature yeah you probably mix them into like some kind of druidic power or a druidic stat block and right sense. like just a lot of sort of like nature based abilities and yeah, stuff yeah yeah i like yeah. it and i think at the same time he probably has like some legendary actions from his patron it might be powerful but like right. the patron is providing him like some extra boons because it's like mm. we don't want you to get to this to kill it so right right maybe right. the th- yeah okay so maybe the final encounter is the woodsman protecting the ceremony acts possibly it's an option yeah yeah but um if they choose not to it they just the the lantern takes them to the final spot which is this cavern that fades to black 
and that's the option that's like this is your promised escape you know right 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 okay yeah yeah i think is there anything we're missing here like because it sounds like just trying to like recap in my head everything that we know because it's like it starts with adventurers appear they don't know where they are they're spooky forest they're scared go yeah. to a lumberyard they find they're the... chased by some kind of monsters in the dark yeah yeah dark monsters so you heartless. follow the only light you see yeah. right 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 uh they make it to the lumberyard yeah get they learn the mechanics of the lantern which is feed you have two uses and you can feed it and it keeps the light going but the light will always stay on and as you feed it you feel more warmth but yeah also maybe like some yeah you just feel this warmth and then the next step is the cult village where they learn the backstory of where the lantern came from possibly some information about the huntsman and the idea of the axe that exists here right which is possibly a gift from his daughter and is like the only thing that's been blessed to destroy this patron's lantern right which is the um i guess this would be their uh patron symbol or like their holy symbol in a weird way yeah i mean i imagine it's some kind of like weird vessel that is supposed to kind of like feed the power of whoever's lost here back into the deity yeah so it's it's some kind of like um funnel or you know yeah the world that everything exists is actually just the deity. You exist within the deity at this point. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, it's some kind of weird dream world that is just a manifestation of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that's everything. I think that closes it out pretty well, right? That kind of wraps the story in a sense. Yep. I think the only thing as a DM that you probably have to do is just balance out the encounters for your players. I think just because right. it's level one through three, just to induce that horror aspect give them some standard wolves and goblins, they'll be pretty successful to damage. And if they drop, yeah. um, it's more of them in getting induced by fear, not actually taking physical damage. Right, right, right. Yeah, I and then if you need to... I mean, I probably can't just, like, straight up make a new stat block here, but, like, <laughs> there's probably monsters that are kind of just, like, uh, like stealthy and have some kind of like grab attacks mm-hmm. um, that you can kind of sprinkle in and then throw out them as encounters if you need to kind of like pad the sort of journey with more encounter checks. So as far as enemies, you could probably throw in here for the DMs as suggestions. You can either take the high treant from the monster manual and then tweak it down to CR3. It's probably not too hard. Just cut their amount of attacks, lower their uh, hit rate to probably like plus four or something or plus five at most. And for the final encounter, because they probably still have the lantern with them, I think what you can imply is that every time they heal with the lantern, the treants heal in the same way because they are tied to the beasts of this world. So yep. that, that should sense. be the other tidbit for them. As far as what the huntsman should be statted out, I think one of the Witherbroom druids might be useful. CR2, he's not too strong, but also not too weak. Or you can create like a melee class, like a bandit or like a fighter in those sorts to use. Yeah. And that should fit in pretty perfectly. And those are just things you can slot in. As far as early on, just pick anything low-level, like wolves or something, just to kind of add that aspect of fear in the forest, and they can work with. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything here. Um, I guess just from your point of view, I'm just curious, like, why don't you wrap it up and just, like, do a one more summary, and then we'll go from there. Okay, uh, so we'll go real quick. So you wake up in the forest. You run away from some random assortment of monsters, um, people grabbing at you from the dark, 
and then you see sort of a light in the distance. Yep. You hide your no-no zone, and you run away. (laughs) Oh, God. um, And you run into the only light you can see. It turns out to be like a lantern poking out from the uh, window of a cabin. You run in there. You see some spooky fucked up shit. If you roll high enough, you take this lantern. You can kind of explain the mechanics of it. The light is obviously magical, so you take the lantern. You go to a village. Um, The village... Uh, probably has like some skeleton encounters maybe mm-hmm. yeah. um, if you need them and then uh, you kind of guide your players towards a little clearing which is where you reveal the sort of like massacre that occurred to create this spirit lantern mm-hmm. probably just like the leftover remnants of a ritual maybe there's like a journal that explains that they were trying to create this mighty vessel mm-hmm. um, maybe there's just like schematics of it or something just imply yeah. you know that they made the the lantern there mm-hmm. um, from there the, the lantern guides you um, and then when you're in the village you kind of see like prophecies that show like the, a great pilgrimage to a cave um, the the lantern can potentially lead you to a cave or um, you can uh, when you meet this hunter you can kind of surmise that you maybe need to destroy it um, which is uh, which you do by using his um, axe, is whatever we flavored it as here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, if you finish that encounter, then you can break the the lantern with the axe, and that's how you free yourselves, so to speak. Uh, otherwise, you enter the cave and you kind of get like a fade to black game over. Yeah, I think just to add in, the lantern leads you directly to the cave, but if you spend time looking through the journals, maybe it should give you a tidbit on where the huntsman is, right? Which right, is right. like the old like cult leader in this aspect or someone who probably has some more knowledge and you seek them out for more information in case you know it's like which one do you choose you go directly to the cave or do you want to do a side quest and figure out how to break the lantern and breaking the lantern frees you from the nonsense that is this world and this patron and probably banishes them back to their dark world right yep their dark tree world okay cool yeah all right cool 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 so I guess from your perspective as a player, what do you think about this? Is this fun? Is it interesting? Is it spooky? Yeah, I like it. Um, I think it leaves enough to the imagination that you're kind of like not really sure what to expect until the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how it kind of has a sort of like Call of Cthulhu-y uh, ending where it's just like if you choose the wrong ending, you'll just die and then you won't know what is supposed to happen unless your dm tells you yeah you like afterwards you're like what the fuck happened to yeah. my character actually but... i had a whole other encounter plan <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess the other question is like having listened to this or worked on this what do you think you still need if you were gonna dm this um i mean as we said just actually stat blocks and actually like what is gonna show up in the encounter uh maybe like some sort of me- like extra mechanics in terms of like how the monsters would be actively kind of stalking the party Mm -hmm. because i think that would kind of be a big sort of like thriller addition Mm -hmm. to yeah thriller night and no one's gonna save you from (laughs) the things that want to grab your junk (laughs) um gosh yeah and then otherwise just kind of like more sort of like actual investigation uh prompts Mm -hmm. in the village um to kind of like clearly guide or I guess misguide in this case, Mm -hmm. uh, what the players want to do. And then also just like a more practical hook, I guess, to Mm -hmm. kind of guide the players to try and break open the lantern. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's like a lot of room to kind of play around and sort of like uh, trick your players or like tempt them with some kind of like demonic power or something like that. 
Yeah, that balancing um, act of like tricking them, but also like giving them actually usable real information is kind of hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I guess you can kind of, I mean, I, it's really up to just the DM to like tweak it so that you either like are guiding the party in a certain way based mm. on kind of like what you're feeling they want to do or kind of designing the final encounter in a way that is more like specifically this is the ending that you should be going for if that's how you kind of want to twist it yeah because in this one shot adventure part of the game itself is that the players should be distrusting the information that the dm is giving like and that might be something you want to let them know early it's like some of the stuff i'll give you may not lead you to the ending that you may want and just some other aspects maybe like on top of like the journal from like the cult leader it could like give tidbits about his daughter and stuff just some other aspects maybe there's like another journal or maybe right, her spirit right. exists somewhere in a well i don't know yeah maybe you find like the like old memoirs of when the whoever this first follower was that you end up fighting at the end maybe there's like memoirs of when he was just like a normal adventurer and like what what he was doing and what he was trying to save yeah just some other aspects if you want to like lead them to the other route but at the same time, it's kind of up to you on what you're aiming for. It is a Halloween-esque thing, so ending on a horror, like, fade to black yeah. could be very satisfying. And like, Yeah, I like that. Movie. I like how it, it kind of feels like you're playing through a horror movie, in mm-hmm. a way, because it's like, you can't really trust anything, and you don't really know what the right move is. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe there yeah. isn't actually a solution in some ways. It's like, right, you can't right. actually win, quote-unquote. You just try not to lose. Yeah, there's also the angle of just, like the weird moral ambiguity or i mean it's not ambiguous it's actually just fucked up but like using the lantern at all yeah and like finding trees that do that i i was imagining like describing as a as a gm or as a dm yeah um, being like like when you are harvesting branches or like wood from these trees like you kind of see like the knots in the tree like gnarl up and it's like oh it starts to resemble like a shrieking face yeah that's pretty dope i like Um, that yeah i would definitely add that in yeah because that like implies that like the tree is getting hurt as this is happening yeah but and then you don't know if it's like is it just that this whole place is a fucked up like nightmare nightmare land and it's like trying to freak me out Mm -hmm. or is it like are these real people are these like the the husks of old adventures of adventures past yes exactly oh my god yeah i I love that yeah it's cool it's cool for sure and you can even make them roll like fear checks and maybe that does damage their hp because that's like yeah yeah because we kind of implied that the hp pool isn't actually hp it's just fear it's like their sanity here essentially yeah and i mean you can also just kind of like employ a lot of will saving throw related or that's not a thing anymore in 5e <laughs> uh wisdom saving throw stuff yeah like fear related stuff um yeah. in the encounters themselves yeah i think that's yeah. that's a cool way to do it yeah and you can always add in like the madness mechanics if you want to but um i mean that's our show for today uh thank you all for listening to one shot at a time let us know if you decide to run this adventure and what happens you can tweet us at one shot at a time you can also email us at one shot at a time cast at gmail.com as always we're looking for new prompts so feel free to send us anything you can think of hit us up on the twitters yeah hit us up on that twitters um leave us a five-star review if you get the chance if Indeed. you like what you hear hopefully you like what you hear if you don't like what you hear then just don't bother don't yeah. bother leaving a review just send me an email to let me know you heard if i didn't like it right, don't add us yeah no, don't don't even send the email you're gonna get blocked <laughs> no you'll be fine this is an echo chamber oh god well actually it would be really bad audio if it was an echo chamber yeah that sounds terrible so much uh poor 
poor people's opinions. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we, gosh. Where are we going? We, we really value the fact that we're very affluent yeah. people. But we would like you to echo our voice to your friends, especially if they like D&D or yes. are looking to play the game. Let them know about the podcast. Maybe it's fun for them to listen and they want to run a game for you in the future. I suddenly got a message today to run something for tomorrow, so... Great, it works. Even though none of those people listen to us or probably even know we have a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's Sometimes people ask you to hang out and they don't even know you have a podcast. It's crazy. You just gotta, just means I gotta talk about my podcast way more. Right, right. And then they stop inviting me out. It's strange. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway, yeah, anyways. Do um, you want to shout out the fact that we'll be at a con? Oh, yeah. We will be at UUCon in Phoenix, Arizona. (laughs) UUCon. Excuse me? UUU. What are you trying to say? UWUCon. <laughs> yeah, it's a new convention in Arizona. It's an anime convention. Oh, okay. We don't know the exact time when we'll be paneling, but we'll be teaching people how to run one shot adventures. If you want to meet us, say hi. Definitely come on down. I'll be there. Daniel Lee will be there this time too. Yeah, I'll be cosplaying. Um, if you guys have ever seen that picture where uh, it's like a dude at a Magic the Gathering uh, tournament, and then everybody has like just huge plumber's asses popping out of their butts, <laughs> I will be cosplaying one of those guys. Oh, and I'll be the guy who has his hand clasped yes, together exactly, in the photo. Exactly. So just look for people who look like that. Yo, did you know that guy got banned from Magic the Gathering tournaments because he did that? Really? Yeah. Oh, he's like a pretty famous guy, like an infamous guy. Uh, I don't know if he's infamous or famous, but I know he got banned for doing that bit. Really? Yeah. I, okay, to be fair, I it have to It is look, pretty rude. It is pretty rude, but I have to look it up, but I remember reading an article about it somewhere. And, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. But, you know, internet's all lies. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways... We'll be at that con. We'll be doing a battle. Yeah. But yeah, please check us out next week. We'll probably be doing another episode Halloween related. And yep. For all you Arizona listeners out there, which is approximately zero of you. Well, hold on. There's two. We know two. Oh, oh, that's true. Wow. You know, I always forget to shout out the homies. Yeah. I got to shout out the homies. Anyways. um, Not on this episode, though. (laughs) See you guys. Bye.